Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the Misericordia University Alumni Podcast. I am your host, Class of 2017 and 2019 alumnus, Mike Gambita. Today on the show, we are featuring a postcard profile. Ladies and gentlemen, and alumni of Misericordia, please welcome 2017 alumnus, Tom Scott. Tom, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Mike. I'm always happy to get in touch back with you, Tom Scott, and we're really just looking forward to starting off 2021 with this series of episodes of podcasts. But we're just going to jump right into it today, Tom. What have you been up to since you've graduated from Misericordia? Ooh, that's kind of like that's kind of like a loaded question because I've done uh, quite a bit, and you know, quite a bit that I'm proud of. After you know, I left Misericordia or graduated, I should say. You still left? No. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's true. I did leave. <laughs> did leave. Um, but um, yeah, no. So I went to graduate school and I did my graduate work at Stony Brook University uh, and I did my graduate work in chemistry. And then uh, I started teaching. I started teaching. So right now I'm a full time teacher at a school on Long Island and I teach uh, regents and AP chemistry. Uh, I do that as my full-time job, and I also uh, am the head coach at, you know, another school on Long Island for swimming and diving for their varsity programs, which is very exciting, and uh, I taught a lifeguarding class, you know, pre-COVID and everything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um, I was doing that, and uh, oh, and I also coach for a club swimming team as well, so, you know, I've been keeping occupied for sure. Yeah, no, certainly. I mean, I'm sure with COVID things have been a little tricky and challenging during your time, but however, with some of those things involved, that does kind of track back to Misericordia. Uh, Tom, I've never actually asked you this before. Now, Tom and I have known each other for quite some time. We've worked together. We were classmates. We technically graduated in the same year, and I put that in quotation marks (laughs) because he graduated in the spring. I graduated in the December. Um, but I, I don't think I've ever asked you this. What made you want to get into chemistry? What made you want to get into teaching? Oh, well, that's actually, um, that's actually a fantastic question because I, when I went to Misericordia, I actually came in undeclared, undecided. Um, I wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to do. Um, I knew it was something science-related, and that really stemmed back to my high school chemistry teacher, Um, I had her for honors chemistry and uh, then AP chemistry the following year. And I absolutely loved her. Her name was Mrs. Forbes. And she is absolutely uh, just a fantastic person. And, you know, she kind of inspired me to kind of just, you know, grow in science and like, you know, thinking about the world from a different perspective. And it was just like a great experience. Uh, So I know I wanted to do something in science. Um, And then, you know how I am, Mike. I'm a very kind of like interpersonal kind of guy. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> like I like to talk to people and like build relationships. And um, and that's kind of like what started to steer me towards teaching because I just like genuinely enjoy it. You know, it's just one of those things where it doesn't feel like it's 100% a job, even though, don't get me wrong, some of the kids some days are, you know... <laughs> a little out there, but you know, uh, it doesn't really feel as much of a job. I just like, you know, that I have to wake up and go to, it's just like, Oh, I get to do this today. And, um, when I got to Misericordia, it was kind of like trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, the people in the, 
and Sulaco Center uh, really helped me kind of like figure out what I wanted to do with the choice program and kind of just solidified that for me. And then once I figured out that I wanted to do kind of like a chemistry kind of thing, um, it was actually Dr. Fedor who really kind of just put it all into place. Uh, she's the current chair of the chemistry and biochemistry department. And she was when I was there as well. And, you know, just like watching her teach and just like getting to know her as a person and as a mentor, it was just, you know, so incredible and, you know, just so blessed to, you know, have just such positive role models, uh, you know, that I can, you know, venture into the field with. Yeah, no, it's certainly interesting from from your experience. And I'm sure you spent a lot of time in the science building. You Practically, as people would say, you've lived there uh, with the science building. But Tom, I wanted to kind of get your, your uh, I don't want to say your reaction, but I kind of wanted to get your your thoughts on the brand new science center. Like, I know I'm pr you're probably sure you're certainly jealous, but I want to hear your thoughts. Well, I, I am a little jealous, but you know what? I'm actually um, so incredibly, you know, pleased to see how that de like development has been going. Um, you know, Dr. Fedor has been sending me pictures and I've just been so jealous along the way. <laughs> but um, it's starting to turn out really, really nicely. And I'm excited for when I actually get to, you know, go back onto campus to actually get to see it, um, not from like, you know, a virtual perspective, but just to kind of like take it all in. Because I basically kind of did live in the science building almost at one point because I was always there. You know, I didn't have my own computer uh, until my senior year of college. Um, you know, so <laughs> that was itself. So from, like, you know, borrowing a laptop from the library every week, you know, helped quite a bit when that, when that started up, you know. But until, before that happened, I pretty much lived in the science building. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine. I, I've definitely lived in my own places before on campus. So I, the science building, I mean, not really it'd be my forte of having the science building, but for certainly for you, it certainly is a, a comfortable, hospitable home for you. Uh, when you oh, did that. I, oh, I totally loved it. I don't take anything back from it. I remember, I still remember, you know, like my roommates would be like, where's <laughs> <laughs> They're like, where is it? They're like, oh, just it, it's probably just in the science building, right? Like, he's probably he's somewhere. <laughs> but you also, Tom, I'll get into teaching a little bit because that's kind of I don't want to call like your your secondary, like not post secondary thing, but like you really focused on chemistry and a lot of those aspects in the science building, but um, and biochem. My apologies, <laughs> you got to have those oh. extra ones. Um, but you also were involved in a lot of other things on campus, like orientation. I think orientation, anybody knows who Tom Scott is, knows Tom Scott with the big Bluetooth speaker around his uh, top of his shoulder. Tell about your experience bringing in first year students. Oh, that, that in itself um, was just an incredibly amazing and rewarding experience. So it's actually, um, when I was in high school, I was very timid. I wasn't very, you know, super outgoing. I just kind of like did my own thing. And so when I went to college, that was kind of like my chance to start, you know, kind of fresh. And I was still very timid, you know, like I was on my own for the first time. I didn't, you know, I was on the swim team and I swam at Misericordia all four years. And, you know, I came in with a, like a group of people who were like familiar and like, you know, building friendships and everything, um, which was great. But I was still kind of like this shy, timid kid. And, you know, 
the actual orientation itself kind of like helped break me out of my shell even more so than, you know, my freshman year. Like I, I still remember um, my first year as an orientation leader is my sophomore year. I think that was the year you were coming in, right? I believe so. <laughs> it, was a, it was the summer of 2014. And we just had an amazing time because all of the other leaders were just, you know, like they could just tell that I was like very kind of like held back, like I was holding myself back and they were like, not today, you know, <laughs> they really kind of helped me break out of my shell. And then to be able to be in a small, like be in my small group and do, you know, my day of service, like all of that kind of just helped push all this together and be like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Right. And <laughs> And now anyone who knows me from orientation just remembers me as the kid with the guy with the boom box, (laughs) you know, we, we just, that entire experience was just so incredible. It's so difficult to just put it in words. You know, I've met so many incredible and wonderful people along my journey um, at Ms. And, you know, just being able to kind of help give back and just like help other people kind of, you know, recreate that you know positive vibe energy you know like this is an open environment for you to be whoever you know you really are and just like being able to do that and help facilitate that is absolutely incredible like i like i do icebreakers (laughs) in the very beginning of my year uh in my classroom and you know like i always think back to orientation you know when you have those like quiet kids um, those quiet incoming first years who are just, you know, kind of like shy and reluctant, right? You know, just imagine, you know, 10th and 11th graders <laughs> in your class uh, and just be like, okay, I'm used to this. I know. <laughs> you know, it really, it really helps and aids in, um, you know, my profession. And I just had an amazing time while doing it and building those relationships with everyone. I still talk to, you know, quite a few people who were in orientation like you yourself, like today. Yeah. It's just, again, it was just an amazing experience. Like, you know, how do you not love Darcy? How do you not not go through um, that experience and just like reflect on it and just smile, you know, and I, you know, I think about it, it just like puts a smile on my face and um, makes me think of, Oh, well, you know, this was just a great time this mm-hmm. experience and I wouldn't change it for anything. Amen, brother. That's exactly what, what I, I think of the same way, but you were saying too, that it's applying to what you currently do now. Um, and you know, in your teaching aspect of things, I think right now in a pandemic, there's a lot of pivoting that's going on. I think we've heard that word one too many times so far for 2020. Whenever, whenever, so, <laughs> whenever someone says pivot, it reminds me of that Friends episode. <laughs> pivot! Yep, I mean, that's, that's what it sounds like. But even with that, like, you're really bringing those experiences, swimming, orientation, of course, what you're actually teaching now, um, and you're really applying it to the classroom. And one of the things I wanted to ask you, do you right now in your young years of teaching, because there's some people that have had fantastic teaching careers for so many years, 
but as this young and up and coming teacher, um, currently teaching now, but getting the years of experience, do you happen to have a favorite teaching moment? Because I think teachers, they have their favorite student, but I'm sure everyone has their favorite teaching moment. Oh my gosh, my favorite teaching moment. I like it it's hard it's hard to like just think of just one thing. If you have two, you can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like I'm going to I'm going to flex a little. My students are awesome and um they are just so incredibly fantastic. Um and you know, so I teach AP and I teach regions. So like the regular base level yep. of chemistry uh in New York cuz we have a regions exam. But, you know, my kids, uh, my students have just been absolutely fantastic. I guess my, my favorite teaching moment um, so far, it's hard to think of just one thing. But um, so my students last year on my birthday, it was during the week, right? I didn't tell them that my birthday was coming up. <laughs> like, I didn't because I knew, like, I knew they were going to like, you know, probably try something. Um, you know, cause there, my, my, some of my students, like, you know, they tried to stalk me on like social media. Like they found a, a high school yearbook picture of, from 10th grade. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was actually really funny. Um, and it was just like, so incredibly heartwarming because, you know, they, I had like a whole plan, right? Like we were just going to, it was going to go through like a normal day and everything was going to be fine. And I had them last period. So I was like, all right, we've almost made it the whole entire day. Um, And they actually like, you know, threw me a surprise birthday party. They let, they, you know, they got permission to leave their last class, you know, like early. And then they like got to the classroom before I did and they like set it up and like, you know, they had a few decorations and they had hats and they brought in food and, you know, obviously pre COVID, you know, they brought in some treats and like a cake and it was just such a, like an incredible, like, you know, incredibly nice thing. So we had like, you know, a little mini birthday celebration. Um, But as I guess that would be like, you know, my favorite, I I guess as of right now, teaching moments so far. You know, like when you talk to it, like when, whenever you talk to a teacher, you know, like a lot of them are going to say, you know, it's not just one moment. It's, you know, the year it's watching them grow as an individual from the start to the end of the year. And that's kind of like what makes it worth it in the end, you know, you get the ups and you get the downs and it's not just, you know, one moment. You know, it's kind of the journey that you go along and you go along with your you know, group of students every year. And it's, I think and I think like that's why it was kind of like hard to just pick one moment. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Yeah. No, dude, that that's an awesome story. I think that's that's so cool that your students took the time to to do what they did. And, you know, I, I think, Tom, from your, I guess, I don't want to say your your focus, but in chemistry, uh, as someone who is not really the chemistry person myself, um, how do you how, how do you keep your kids engaged? Like as far as like in the classroom, like I know we're gonna talk a little bit about something that you do in particular, but in the classroom, how do you keep these kids engaged? I mean, I'm sure they're probably interested in it because you have the the basic level, but you also have the AP level. Mm-hmm. Just how? Like I'm I'm curious. 
Well, it's, it, it is very, um, it is very challenging um, because, you know, I'm very well aware that, you know, some of my students are not going to become scientists. They're not going to become chemists, right? Like a very small, you know, piece of, you know, piece of my student population would be like, oh, I'm interested in chemistry. I want to go in. Or like, you know, a larger piece is interested in something in the science field. So like, you know, it's interesting to them, but you know, other people like, why do I care? Why should I care? Right. And that's like something that I constantly ask myself when I'm like teaching, right. Because it's like, you go through something, you go through a topic, you're right. And you know, you go, well, why should I care about this? Right. Like, why should I care about, you know, the atoms of a solid versus a liquid versus a gas? Right. But like, I try to like, I kind of, I try to keep it like a little philosophical. I try to bring a lot of real world phenomena into the classroom. And, you know, I try to do like a bunch of like science demos, like that are really cool. Like I do like death of a gummy worm where, you know, I take potassium chlorate and I melt it and it like, you know, you put a gummy worm in the sugar reacts with the potassium chlorate. And it's like a very like, you know, exothermic reaction. Um, so like, I try to do like real world, like things that kind of keep them engaged, like cool experiments. But I, I also ask them, you know, really kind of like probing questions, you know, like you can walk through air, you can walk through water, right. But why can't you walk through a wall? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like I, I try and like, you know, I do that. And like, I also do like a bunch of other things. Like I do cahoots and, you know, Nearpod, like I try, I use different, you know, technological, um, you know, approaches in my classroom to try and keep them engaged and, you know, add puzzles. I, you know, assign them to watch videos and like, you know, guided videos where I ask them questions throughout kind of thing. So it's not just, you know, me up there, you know, talking for 40, well, I guess my peers are 35 minutes. minutes. Um, you know, and, and I tell my kids this all the time. I I should should really call them my students, but like, (laughs) I I tell my students this all the time. Um, I'm annoying. (laughs) Okay. And so like, you know, I, I just, I cold call on them like a lot just to make. Oh, you're that teacher. Oh, I'm a hundred percent that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm a hundred percent that teacher, you know? So like, you know, I'll, I'll be like, you know, asking a question and be like, I don't know, Chris, what do you think about that? I don't know, John, what do you think about that? Right. Like I try to make it so like, it's less of like, just kind of like a lecture and more of a conversation be like, well, this is why things in the world happen the way they do. And when you do it from that perspective, people who aren't like, you know, as interested in science, Right. At least are more engaged than what they would be if it was just like another class that they were doing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's yeah. I, I, I'm always curious about that because I know some some teachers have their own method of teaching, whether that's, you know, the open classroom discussion or what is it? A Socratic lecture where somebody stands up there, talks for 35 minutes and then everybody just regurgitates it back into a paper quiz and some people just have really nice roundtable discussions, but I like how you um, bring in a lot of other pieces like your cahoots and your, your videos to watch and other technological improvements, which brings a really good segue of mine uh, that I really want to be asking you about. Um, if anybody doesn't know about Tom Scott, uh, Tom, uh, let me ask you this first for the people of our alumni uh, database here. What is TikTok? <laughs> well, um, 
TikTok is a, uh, you know, a very, very popular social media platform at the current moment. Um, and, you know, it, it's like hard to describe and just like, you know, like, you know, it's, uh, and basically what it is, is just a bunch of videos that, you know, different creators put together and um, different people put together. Right. And, you know, you can use different sounds to enhance your videos and, you know, every everybody has to kind of like their own platform. There's multiple different sides to it, you know? So like there's, if you're interested in politics, there's like a politics side. If you're interested in teaching, there's a teaching side. If you're, you know, whatever kind of your hobbies are or whatever your interests are, there's most likely a side or like, you know, a niche of that on TikTok somewhere in some way, shape or form. And, you know, it it's a place for people to kind of like, you know, have fun, be open, you know, you can be funny, you can be serious. Um, you know, if you're interested in the dancing thing, you know, like it's kind of like known for that in, in, a, in a bit because it used to be musically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before musically, I think it was fine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Two separate things. Two separate Two. things. <laughs> but like, it's just kind of, uh, yeah, it's just a, a, a different social media platform that's different than, you know, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, you know. Uh, but it's more video based. So you you inserted yourself as being a part of that niche on TikTok, and I'm gonna flex for you, so you don't have to flex for yourself. But um, Tom is almost close to fifteen thousand followers on TikTok. I'm getting a I'm getting a yes, a shake of the head, yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. it's it's up there. The last time I checked, it was it was yeah yeah. It's getting near that, yeah. So Tom Scott almost has the population of our alumni, so that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> Tom has uh, videos are more based on likes too, so Tom has almost about three hundred thousand likes on TikTok. Tom, what what made you want to do this? What made you want to join TikTok as far as being a creator and and doing these things that that you do? What do you do exactly on TikTok? Well, I'm gonna be quite real with you. I actually was like uh, my students at first we're like mr scott you should get a tiktok right they're like you should you would do really well like you would have a lot of fun with it and i i and this was this started back like in october of 2019 right and i was like there's no like no way like i don't need, i didn't even know what it was at the time i was like it's not happening um like so just get that out of your heads and then quarantine hit uh in march of 2020 and you know I was teaching asynchronously, which means that, you know, I was recording videos and posting them for my students to complete and work for my students to complete. And that was it. That was it. That's all it was. Um, and I, and I rarely got to have that kind of interaction with my students that I've had all year long and my AP students were getting ready to take their AP exam. And, you know, my, you know, base level chemistry students, um, they were completing their work, which is great. Right. But I was very much so craving, um, and like missing that interpersonal connection piece, you know? So I actually like, you know, they were asking me about it and it was in the back of my mind. And I was like, you know what, I'll just download the app. That's how it started. I was like, I'll just download the app. And then I got sucked into like the wormhole that is just like scrolling and watching videos. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make one. You know, I'm going to make one. I'm going to make an account. I'm going to make a video. And my goal and my intent was um, to, you know, start having a different avenue that I can connect and relate a little bit more to my students 
to understand, you know, what they're going through one and two to kind of just like, you know, keep up with what's trending, what's, you know, what's going on because to be a high school teacher, you know, there's more to it than just like, you know, the content area, you know? Um, and you know, it, for me, it doesn't matter if I'm the cool teacher or not. Right. But I at least want to know if like, you know, <laughs> they're, I want to be up to date. So like, if they're saying, if they're saying something or some sort of new slang or, you know, whatever it is that like, I don't have to like tell them I know about it, but like, okay, I understand what that means, you know? So, uh, and it, you know, honestly, when I started joining that app, I just started bu- following a bunch of like other teachers that were on TikTok and I first joined to try and get tips and hints and like um, tech tips out to engage my students while online learning. That's how it like, you know, those are the reasons why I first got on it because, you know, some of these other teachers on TikTok were just, you know, putting all these resources out there and say, oh, this is what I do. And this is what I do. And then I kind of like took different variations of like, you know, certain things that other teacher creators have made. And then, and then I, uh, you know, use that in my classroom myself to try and, you know, make online learning. um, How do, how do I say this? The least miserable as possible. (laughs) Well, even so Tom, with your, your videos itself, you know, you were asking for tips yourself on, you know, what are some of the things, but to, to give a little bit more context for our listeners, um, you have two viral videos, most recent viral videos, of course, um, mm-hmm. at least within the past couple of weeks. I know, Tom, you're pretty frequent on posting content at a frequent basis daily almost. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah so it is. Two of the things that Tom has gotten a little bit of uh, traction with is, number one, your Chem Talk Tuesdays, um, which has about 87.9 thousand views at the time of this recording. So um, very much so a very high number with about 17,000 likes. And then your other one, which is more so of, uh, you know, here's the cool teacher coming out, uh, is pranking your students with a, quote, pop quiz before the holiday break with about 364,000 views and 80,000 likes on TikTok. Now, Tom, I know with Between You and I, we know how TikTok is. TikTok is a very unusual algorithm. But for that, it's cool that you're taking the time to sit there and, you know, you're not embracing it. Like, you're not that, I hate to say, you're not that elder generation saying, well, this is lit, and then not using the correct context of lit. Um, You're just taking it and understanding to try to have a better understanding of your students on an everyday basis. And I think that's the coolest thing about your experience with TikTok, but also to your getting the traction, which I just mentioned. <laughs> no, I totally agree because I mean, like teaching now, and you know, and I, and I tell, you know, pretty much anyone who has told me or, you know, asked me about anything like this, it is more important now probably than ever the fact that, you know, we have to try and build relationships with our students, you know, and to be able to kind of just like, you know, say, all right, well, this is, you know, the content. I can teach you the content, whether you like me or not. Right. That's fine. But, you know, being there for, you know, their mental health and, you know, just checking in like them as a person, because they're more than just a student. They're, they're, they're another human being. And, you know, as you build that relationship with your students, you know, then it gets easier to teach the content, 
right? It, it makes it your classroom management easier, you know? And they love it too. They love it just as much as I do. Like I pray, I was pranking them and I was recording it and they didn't know. And like, you know, they didn't know that I was like pranking them. And um, they were like, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> you're a lie. I had to, I had to cut some of the audio, like some of the video out because it was too long. Like this went on for like three minutes. Right. So in order to fit into TikTok, I had to cut some pieces out. But, you know, it was it was just fun because they're like, you know, they were getting into it. You know, they were feeding into it and they know that they can joke with me. But there's also like, you know, that line is like, OK, like whatever. Like, OK, we have this. All right, fine. We're going to do it. And, you know, I was trying to I did this in every single one of my periods, every single one of my periods. And that was, I only had one period that was like that had that kind of reaction. Right. The other classes were just like, okay, we're ready. And I was, and I was like, wait, that's it. Like, I'm not going to fight back. Like, I'm not like, you know what I'm saying? I was, mm-hmm. Nothing like, oh no, I'm not going to get a groan. Like they're like, no, you said you had, we had a pop quiz. So we're just going to do it. And, you know, and that in itself, I think just kind of like shows like, you know, if you build that just like mutual level of respect with your students that they're going to respect it back. And they're like, okay. And I was like, what, you're, you're not mad? And I was like, well, we're not happy about it, but, you know. We're ready for it. We've got to do it, so we're going to do it, um, which I think is great. But you know what? Like, I wanted, I wanted to – I started to build this platform. You know, it started to grow uh, right around August. Um, that's when it really started to kind of grow, and I really – I reached around 1,000 uh, followers around August when I did a teacher tech tip for the first time. You know, because I was like, well, like so many people are doing doing these. And, you know, like I figured some really cool things out that I can do in my classroom and do with my kids. So I was like, um, I'll do like, you know, one or two of those, too. And then, you know, you have I had a few videos like, you know, do very well, gain some traction. And then my account just started to grow from there, you know, like um and one thing that I recently started is the Chem Talk Tuesdays, which I'm very excited for because now, right, like my username is at like Chemist Scott, you know, because that's what my students called me last year, you know, Chemist T, because my <laughs> Chemist T, Scott, right, that's what they called me. So I was like, okay, you know, um, that I'll like make that my username. And now I can kind of like, you know, build my platform and use it to, you know, teach people, you know, science and chemistry and chemical concepts and you know, try to make it engaging and simple and just kind of say, oh, well, this is why this happens. Because I feel like that's the piece that a lot of people miss, you know, is just the why. Mm -hmm. Why? So being able to, you know, use that to kind of like aid in my teaching, one, helps my kids get more engaged with the content. But, you know, two, also, you know, helps other people who may not necessarily be my students, you know, do better and grow as individuals. And I think that itself is just incredibly rewarding. That's awesome. Now, again, if anybody is looking for Tom to, to hit almost 15K, uh, get over that. You can follow him at his TikTok, at Chemist Scott. Uh, Mr. Scott, one more question for you, my friend. Uh, how has Misericordia get to where you are today? And you can also talk about some of your classmates that you still stay in touch with. 
So technically two questions. I know. It's probably a teacher thing. That's two questions. I know, but I'm telling it you now. <laughs> it's all right. You can combine it. You can combine okay. it. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mr. Yeah, Scott. We can, we, can, we can do a hybrid question. <laughs> if you tell a teacher the word hybrid, they, they may or may not give you a dirty look. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but um no honestly misericordia was the place where i started to break out of my shell where i started to form as an individual as a person as a professional and you know through the courses through the friendships through everything through all the clubs and extracurriculars through like you know swimming um, you know, competitively, you know, through and the conference and just the athletic staff and, you know, the academic staff and everyone in student activities, you know, like just made it such an incredible and wonderful experience um, that allowed me to grow into, you know, this person who, when <laughs> looking back in high school, never thought that I was going um, to even be you know, and it's allowed me to kind of like break, allow my personality to kind of like break through and show and, you know, make so many like meaningful relationships with, you know, really good friends. Uh, like I still keep in contact with like, you know, Mike Dubinsky and Julie Bogart and Megan Davis, you know, like, you know, and there's just so many joy. Gotta love joy. joy. <laughs> I love joy. There's just like so many incredible and wonderful people that I've met along my journey that, you know, I still keep in contact with. And it's just, I, I just, I like, it's tough to like, just put it into words, you know, um, because these people, I like, I, oh, I still keep in touch with like Dana and Peter. Yes. Hello, Keithius, uh, you know, and just like, you know, being able to keep in contact with you know, these really close friends and um, these just people that I met along my journey, especially at Misericordia is just so incredibly, you know, I don't, I don't know what the word is, nice, rewarding, um, and just like, you know, heartfelt, because I feel like, you know, everyone who I've met, uh, for the most part, has just been so incredibly, you know, warm, welcoming, just, just like a nice, genuine person. And, it really kind of like takes a testament into, you know, what kind of professional I became, right? what kind of person I became and how I use it to, you know, be the best possible educator that I can. Because, you know, I still to this day, like I, th I think of like, you know, what would Dr. Fieber do? Or like, you know, what would, you know, what would so like so-and-so do? Like how would I navigate this environment and just like I, I'm just I just don't have words <laughs> like I, I I miss I miss the time so, like experience so much like going back for homecoming was so much fun you know we get and we can kind of just like hang out and it's like no time ever you know lost you know we can just like kind of like pick up and like oh well what happened like how are you how are you like what have you been up to and then it's just like you know playing uh cornhole or something at the tailgate in the football game just kind of like the old time the old times old times oh don't even say old times oh my gosh <laughs> quote unquote quote unquote because it wasn't too long ago but you know what i'm saying i actually i even made a tiktok about um you know my time college mm -hmm. you know it's like it was like one of those things it's like i wish i knew i was in the, in the good old days 
before I left kind of thing. Um, that quote from the office and, you know, just being able to look back on all those experiences and, you know, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but in my, in my dorm room in college, my senior year, I had like a wall of pictures. You did. I remember that. I had a wall of pictures and every once in a while I'll still like, like, you know, I'll go through them and just kind of like reminisce about some of the great times and the great people that, um, you know, we've met along the way. And I say we, cause you know, you know, most of them too. I, I certainly do. I do. That's definitely great. Tom, that, that was, that was fantastic. I really hope that if eventually, well, not that I hope for this, but if somehow somebody, uh, injures themselves and needs to decorate their scooter to walk across the stage um, to get their diploma. I'm sure that you will be that warm, kind person to know exactly what you want to do as far as going across the stage. That, that, that was iconic. That was iconic. Tom, Tom was in a knocker ball tournament, ended up injuring himself, and it was like weeks before graduation, and then he had to ride a scooter across the stage in order for him to get his diploma for, for Misericordia. So. Yeah, I broke my I broke my ankle and um, I had to, had it surgically repaired. And so I was finishing my student teaching in a wheelchair because my surgeon wouldn't let me, you know, use crutches at the time because of like, you know, clotting and stuff. And then um, finished my student teaching in a wheelchair. And then I went across the stage in, uh, in a knee scooter. And you can bet for sure. And I can see Mike laughing while like while I'm saying this, because um, on that on said knee scooter, I had a bike bell and I rang it all the way across the stage. And it was fantastic. We might have to pull it from the archives to see if we can find that video and then just play it over and over and over again for you. <laughs> well, the, I believe that commencement was uh, one of the first ones that was live. So I think it's on YouTube. So in case anybody needs to scour the internet to find Tom Scott scooting across the stage. <laughs> it was like, and I did it twice. So it was yes. like, <laughs> because I, I was the treasurer for our class. class. So we the class gifts to die. God, oh, man. I yeah, had to leave you with that. I had to leave you with that. That was. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. This, this whole thing has just been like, you know, such an incredibly, you know, um, amazing and humbling experience, you know, and just one of those things that, you know, it's one of, uh, that I'm incredibly, you know, grateful for, you know, this, this year has taken so many things away, you know, there's, and, you know, if, uh, with everything that's been going on recently, like my seven day trial expired, I don't want, I don't know if I want to renew 2021 yet. <laughs> uh, Tom, you still got the uh, jokes. You still got the jokes, my friend. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. But you know, this whole this whole entire thing, you know, was just blessed to you know be here and you know have the to be able to kind of have the impact um, that I can that I can have is just you know again humbling, and I'm just grateful for it and for you know everyone who has helped me along the way, and it's just awesome awesome that's awesome you know what they always say tom home is where the arch is and home will always be a home for you at misericordia so thank you so much for being a part of the show today uh, thank you thank you thank you for inviting me much appreciated